This is the 4th and 3 Podcast with your host, Nick Stegger! Welcome back, everybody. We are here with another edition of the 4th and 3 Podcast. This is the week one is over, and we are now going to overreact a podcast because a lot of stuff happened this weekend. Nobody knows anything. I know I'm 4-0 in fantasy football. On top of that, uh, join with me, as always, are my co-hosts. To my right, I have Job Red. Present. And to my left, I have Andrelfio. As always, more present. Yeah, so let's uh, let's kind of jump into it. So this is kind of what we're going to do. So we're each going to take... Two to three minutes to talk about our team's games, some tidbits that we took over or uh, uh, took away from it. Uh, that way, we're not recapping every single game for you because I'm sure you're, most of you guys don't care too much about like the Jets games and stuff like that. Uh, and then after that, well, we're going to preview every game and then we are going to uh, come back with some fantasy flexi action, which I know that's what you guys are looking for. I mean, why else listen to this podcast? We want to win fantasy teams or win fantasy games. And your hosts, I don't know if you realize this, are kind of good at this. We're D's. I'm 4-0. Where did you go, AJ? 2-2. Two and two. Where'd you go? 2-0. Two 2-0. And oh. two and oh. So all together, collectively, we are 8-2. and two. That's pretty darn good. No guarantees you're going to win your game. But I mean, if you take our advice, you're at least going to be in a good shot if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, uh, let's jump into our games. Uh, I'm a little out of breath, so I'm not going to start here. So, AJ, go I'm for sorry. it. Honestly, I can go for it. Uh, so, the Eagles this weekend, we did play the Detroit Lions. We played at the Lions. Um, to be honest, I was terrified of this game a little bit on the, the, the Lions' first drive of the game. DeAndre Swift busts out a 50-yard run. Nick, you were right. Jared, you were right for listening to him and stealing his pick. So, good choice there. Which um, pick was that? It was yours. Which one? DeAndre, DeAndre Swift. Swift. Oh, yeah. DeAndre Swifty. Oh, just 100% correct. The dude is is an absolute monster. The Eagles, I don't know, Jonathan Gannon, I didn't have a lot of faith in you to begin with, but the way you looked in the, our vanilla A defense, I was like, you got to be better. We're playing the Vikings this week. That's going to be crucial. We're going to cover that later, but they're a fantastic team. At least from hard knocks, I'll say they kind of give you a, a little bit of hope there, uh, but best of luck to them. But I think the Eagles... This year came out, the offense looks good. Jalen Hurts did not throw a touchdown, but we had four rushing touchdowns that game. Love to see it. Yeah, that's the tough part about the Eagles is you never know who exactly is going to score. You just know they're going to score on the ground Correct. most of the time. Yeah. Now, if A.J. Brown would have got two touchdowns, it would have been you know, a miracle at that point. What do you think about Devontae Smith going into the season knowing that A.J. Brown just put up that big game? Um, I, I mean, this should hype him up. I would hope so. I would believe so. Uh, but A.J. Brown, 155 yards, 12 targets, 10 catches. It's it's tough to deal with, but when Jalen has his guy, he's going to go to his guy. And if not, he's going to run. So I think this is better for A.J. Brown, and it's a lot worse for Devontae Smith. So there is some discrepancy there. And, uh, well, the defense, speaking of which, is good as a great defense. They got a touchdown for us, so that was a positive for fantasy purposes. True. But moving forward, they have a really weak schedule. Um, I think they're going to produce a lot better mm. as, as a defense, I would think. Um, but for the Lions, I mean, besides Swift, Jamal got the vulture touchdowns. As always. If Swift gets injured, are you trying to pick up Jamal or trade for Jamal? Oh, I think Jamal got picked up probably today, if anything. I'll say after two touchdowns, I'm, you're almost dumb not to grab him. But yeah, if you're a Swift owner, most likely you're going to handcuff your good players. You're, you're going to have Jamal. Yeah. The Aquaman. Yeah, my, my guess is Jamal was picked up, but I also think that that's not going to be consistent. So he'll probably at some point be dropped this season. Yeah. Um, just, you know, someone's going to have to make the room. Uh, but 
I if if my team was not looking very good, I would totally take Jamal because they're obviously a run team, um, and they're gonna run the crap out of DeAndre Swift. So even if DeAndre stays healthy, there's gonna be a lot of times where they do take him off. So well, not a bad. Flex well, that's the whole play. thing about D Swift is this year they're trying to keep him fresh, so he might not be on the field for more than fifty percent of the time. Oh, so yeah, it'll be it'll be a fantastic split. But yeah, say so if you were a, a truther of DeAndre Swift. You were 100% correct. So, Nick, got to give it to you. Once again, you're right. Uh, but let's, I mean, looking at the offense, A.J. Brown looked fantastic. Miles Sanders, I don't think you want him on your fantasy team that much. You would, but again, it's going to be a distraction each and every week. Uh, so, let's move on from this. Let's talk some Vikings Packers. You want to talk about the Packers first? You want me to go Vikings? Yep, Packers first. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. First play, drop by Christian Watson. Boom. After that, the the air out of the, the minor balloon that we had going into it without Bakhtiari, without Lazard. Excuse. Um, Excuse. It makes it tough, right? I mean, defense for Vikings played okay, great, up to a certain extent. At least that D-line looked good um, against the offense. Packers, the Packers offense didn't put up a show whatsoever. No Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones. Those two headed backfield makes it tough for a fantasy owner. That's for sure. But going into this, yeah, going into next week, going into the future, most of the seasons, it's tough to judge a team based on week one because there's so many variables and you're just trying to get your bearing set up for playing and moving and traveling and what's what you have, what have you. Um, but Packers lost last year. Packers lose this year. First first week by a blowout. Maybe they get the fire underneath them. Maybe they don't. Devonte Adams will be missed. R.I.P. to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, um, my takeaways from the Packers, well, this is the fourth year in a row now where they have scored seven or less points in the opener. Not what you want to see. Um, I think that's more of a testament on, number one, a little bit of LaFleur getting everyone ready, but number two, I think it has a little bit more to do with just the lack of playing time in the preseason. I mean, that's going to happen with any team that uh, didn't play their starters. There's going to be those hiccups more often than not. Um, but if I'm a Packers fan, I'm not, although I'm super upset, I'm not worried about it. Um, some of my takeaways from the Packers side was number one, don't panic. Right. Just went over that. They'll, be fine. They'll probably be fine. Um, number one, the O line was atrocious. Uh, you guys missing your starting left and right tackle definitely affected the game. Uh, Aaron Rodgers was super pouty the whole time because he's just being harassed, uh, by the Vikings D line. And it wasn't just Smith. It was Smith, Hunter, Tomlinson, Wanham. I mean, they were just getting after him and, you know, I, I, I like look at the social media and all the people are complaining about the O-line and blah, blah, blah. If this was better, that was better, you know. And it just reminded me of every single time someone made an excuse for like Kirk Cousins and uh, having the bad O-line. And at that time, it was on Kirk, though. Kirk, you just need to be better, right? Where in this situation, well, it's the O-line needs to be better for Aaron. Th- you know what I mean? It's just it, the narrative difference. I don't even think it was the – I mean, O-line did do bad. But, Awful. But – the Vikings defensive line is pretty stout. Yes, they are. So I think going, I, dumb, I think no going doubt. forward, they get their bearings together. Jenkins comes back. Uh, Bakhtiari comes back. Have your two blind sides for the rollout to happen. And I think a lot more stuff is going to be magic. Totally I will, stole my point. So I, yes, when the offensive line, it's going to come back. I wouldn't worry too much about that. Uh, I got two more points to get at. Uh, the receivers. Okay, so Christian Kirk, I would 
Yeah, that's super frustrating dropping that ball because that was that would have been a touchdown. Christian Watson, no doubt. Christian, yes, Christian Watson, not Kirk. Uh, dropping that deep play on the first first play of the game that sucks. But you know what? Welcome to the NFL, right? That stuff happens. You're playing in a very hard environment against a division rival, and I think what really hurt them more than anything was them. Uh, and it, honestly, it comes down to Aaron Rodgers not giving Christian Watson another chance. Uh, which brings me to my fourth point. Aaron just got salty, uh, which we, we, which we've seen many times before, you know, it's, it's the finger pointing thing. Um, I think that they'll be okay, but you gotta be a little bit more of a leader in this sense yeah, no doubt. and pump up your rookie guys because you're not going to win without them. And sure you have the hall of fame career already, but that doesn't really matter. That's not what Tom Brady does. You know, Tom Brady's like, Get your blank together and let's play, you know? Well, before before uh, Rodgers turned into Ayahuasca Rodgers, before he had his transformation um, into a lizard, he actually wanted to target the people that dropped the footballs. Like, I remember Finley, especially. Finley always dropped the footballs and he always just threw it right directly towards him the next play, the next play, the next play, because he wanted to get him involved and be like, yo, if he's going to drop the pass, he's probably going to catch the next one because he felt bad about dropping the first one. Mm-hmm. And then also, this had, this came out like a couple hours ago. They asked uh, Aaron Rodgers about Amari Rodgers, who I secretly thought was going to be like a star in this game. I, I agree. Amari was going to be that secret factor no one's talking about anymore. Uh, and his quote was, yeah, Amari's returning for us now, and that's all I got for you. Just like a salty comment. You could say, hey, he's doing good. He's trying to work his way in, something like that. It's just very prevalent, and it's like you got to kind of screw, you know, get that together. Devontae Adams also Stop had the drops. Fingers. Exactly. He did, yeah, De- early on. did. And look at him. Now, he, now he's a Hall of Famer. Now look at him. For the Raiders. For the Raiders. Uh, but anywho, those are my biggest takeaways from the Packers is that they'll be okay. Um, Wait, can I, can I say at least one thing about yeah, the Packers? Got it. I'll say I got I got to give it to Aaron Rodgers, who actually like absolutely tried to block Zadarius Smith and just got ran over. They got up and smiled at each other, but Zadarius definitely took a shot at him. Aaron went right back. It was fun to watch. I did. I did. I've watched that gift like. 50 times it's fantastic it's pretty funny it's also funny because it's like aaron's got a smile on his face so you know it was like a friendly rivalry thing now but at the same time it's oh like, it was but it was definitely a oh hit. i know yeah. he did at the time yeah, yeah, yeah it wasn't like a quarterback laying out it was just kind of like yeah i'm gonna hit you and it was reciprocated it was fun to see uh so my takeaways from the vikings uh number one justin jefferson is legit i mean we already knew that nothing too much to talk about there he's just a baller um went for like 189 yards not going to repeat that every single game this year, but I imagine if you have him in fantasy, you're pretty stoked about that. Uh, number two, the defense looked great. Uh, they pretty much shut down the Packers in every facet, except for like two times. I think they got down uh, in the end zone, in the red zone, and then we stuffed them as well. Got uh, it. So that was very good. But again, I'm not going to just anoint this defense as elite without. Um, those tackles there. Well, without it, uh, that test was huge. On the so I think I think on Monday it's going to be a much bigger bigger test. Uh, watching that D line play against the Eagles offensive line, uh, and then the other the last uh, takeaway from the Vikings is the offense creative. You're, we are so used to the Mike Zimmer offense, which I like too. I'm not complaining. The ground and pound, right? But it was just like relatively pretty predictable. Run, run, play action pass. Run, run, play action pass. Run, pass, run. You know. This, it's like with O'Connell, there is constantly receivers going in motion. We were seeing formations we don't normally see as Vikings fans. And it was just really encouraging that the narratives of the offseason uh, showed up. So good win for the Vikings, 1-0. Monday night's going to be a real test. 
Uh, and I can't wait for this week 17 against the Packers because I do have this sweeping prediction going and we're halfway there. So I'll say, I think that's fair. I'll say they, they did look good. I was definitely more nervous about this game than I was you know, a week ago. I could say that with a hundred percent certainty. Um, but I mean, at least with that, I'll say the Vikings looked very good. Is Darius Slay going to be the guy who's going to shut down Justin Jefferson? No. Absolutely not. Uh, I think he's still extremely talented, but I think there are going to be some issues there. Uh, so I think this should be what I think is going to be basically a shootout. If Jalen Hurts looks good, if A.J. Brown does the same thing he does, I don't think you guys have a corner that can cover him either. I just don't think he's the same as Justin Jefferson in that way. But I think this should be a very good game. Jalen Hurts, this is your time to actually show that you can compete with what could be 100% playoff teams, which I think we all think they are. One other, I'm sorry, one last takeaway um, about the Vikings D-line. Which is again hard to uh, it's hard to predict because of the uh, the Packers having so many old linemen out. They even lost a linemen during the game. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Uh, so the Packers are actually down three linemen in that game. But the other thing with the Vikings D lines is they ran so many different stunts. It's like you know again with Zimmer four three. It's pretty much balls to the wall, bull rush. Send your four guys, get them. Occasionally send in a fifth six blitzer. With this Ed Donatel defense where we're running with a 3-4, it's like so many disguised pressures where we're running stunts. You're lining up over the left gap right before the ball's snapped. You're moving three gaps over to the right. Uh, you're changing positions. And it just really kind of threw off the entire offense, I think, as well. Uh, and I do think that the Packers probably should have just gave it to Aaron, Aaron Jones a little bit more because he actually – did really well. He had like five carries for 40 yards or something like yeah, that. Yeah, he busts like, out like a 29-yarder, and you're like, yeah, run him. Yeah. But, yeah. of course, you get down there, so you still want to push in A.J. Dillon. And, honestly, A.J. Dillon looked very, very he good. He did look very good. Honestly, as a as a Aaron Jones owner, I was like, oh, dang, that sucks. Yeah, but I agree. At the same time, I, I figured A.J. Dillon was going to be good. I just figured whether it's the passing downs or just getting – you know, enough touches, but he was absolutely outdone by AJ Dillon as far as, you know, just running touches go in that game. But I think, and again, I don't want to get too into next week, but I think this is a perfect week two for both of us where we came off a nice win. You guys obviously a bigger <laughs> win than, than we did, but I think the way that your defensive line showed up against one of the better offensive lines in the league, that's going to be again, a really key piece and it's going to make it a lot more fun to watch. Cause it's not just, Hey, they completed this pass. How did our pass rushes do versus our offense? It's a great matchup. Makes it even more exciting to watch. All right. So that being said, let pretty much is going to sum up our uh, recap, reaction, whatever. You know, uh, we're going to take a short little break here. Come back. We're going to uh, preview some games going on here. Uh, tell you who we who we think is going to win and gambling. We think with the gambling. Yep, because we're going to talk about spreads and whatnot. gambling. Uh, so that being said, you guys stick around. A couple seconds for you. A couple minutes for us. We'll be back. Fourth and three. Fourth and three, fourth and three, hopping back on the mic for you and me. Fourth and three podcast. There is this Nick and AJ and Jared with the blast. NFL blast. Fourth and three podcast. Welcome back, everybody. Thank you for sticking around. We're going to jump straight into our weekly previews. So we're going to start off. I'm going to ask one of the boys uh, who they like, whether they like the spread, and then one fantasy player they like out of each game. And then uh, the other person is going to tell me who they like in that game without giving all the other details. So we're going to start with Jared. Uh, first game of the week. Also, shout out. Thank you for typing this up for us. Um, anywho, Kansas City visiting the LA Chargers. No, nope, opposite Can- way. They're what? going. They're going home. Yeah, Chiefs are at home. Arrowhead. So is the first team always home? No, no that was just the just, mess up on the just first one. Just mistype on the first one. Okay, so it's in Arrowhead. Great. Okay, yeah. so Kansas City is hosting the LA Chargers Thursday night. They are favored by four and a half points. This uh, the total points fifty four over under. Yep. The anywho, yeah, that's the Chiefs spread. So who do you got? 
Um, I like the Chiefs in this uh, with the spread. I like over the four and a half points. I think it's going to be, I don't know if it'll be a high score. I think it's definitely going to hit the 50 mark for point spread. Um, I don't know how close it's going to be to 54, but I'm thinking 50, 52, maybe, (laughs) Uh, maybe the under. But I just think the Chiefs overall have a better squad than the Chargers do right now. Missing Keenan Allen, missing Parham, the tight end two. All they have left is, yep, all they have left right now is Everett, who is going to be my flexi. and Mike Williams and Eckler. I just don't think they're going to be able to compete with KC. I like KC in this game. No, I, th- I think that's fair. I'd go Kansas City as well, but I would not take the spread. I like I like KC. I would take the spread, and I think they score over 54 points. Um, moving to you, AJ, we got the Dolphins visiting Baltimore. The Ravens are favored by three and a half points. Uh, the total... Uh, the, the spread is 44 and a half. No, that's not right. The spread is three and a half. The over yeah. under is 44.5. Um, what do you, what do you got for me? Actually, I changed my mind since I thought about it. I'm going to go dolphins. Dolphins. Yes, sir. Mm, I'm taking the Ravens at home. I just don't think that Tua looked very good against Baltimore. And I think that the Baltimore defense steps up again this week. And I think that they just take into the cleaners. Who do you like for the spreads and all that stuff? Honestly, I would just do money line. Honestly, yeah, I did money I, line Ravens. Yeah, I don't think this one is crazy. Honestly, I'm, I'm going to do money line Dolphins. I think it's one of those games Tyree Kill catches a couple of those passes, goes deep, Dolphins. You got to pick one, though. Would you say Would you say over three and a half or under? Oh, well, under then. Under the spread? Gotcha. Yeah, if I'm just Good. picking the Dolphins, then yeah, take the under. Um. All right, so then we're going to – I like the Ravens in this, no doubt. Yeah, Ravens. Uh, moving over to you, Jared. We got the Jets visiting the Browns. Um. The Browns are favored by six points points yep is that what they say and, the, and then 40 is the over under mm-hmm. what do you got i got the browns i wouldn't i don't know about the the over under or anything i just like the browns money one if yeah. anything like yeah just i just can't trust jacoby you guys gotta pick one you gotta all right I'm, one. I'm taking i'm taking the i'm taking the over for sure on the points 40 points i think both teams can score more than 20 points Dude, this is a 17 13 game browns i am taking the browns as also i don't like the six point margin really no uh, i don't like the spread and i definitely think they're scoring less than 40 points yeah jets are just not super good uh and neither are the browns two bad quarterbacks moving on to you aj we got the colts visiting the jags uh they are favored by four points and, and uh the over under is 44 and a half give me the colts give me the points give me the over yeah i like i like all the i like all that they have they, they have to redeem from from last year's playoff miss this is a get right game they just tied the Houston Texans. Exactly. Which I did say the Texans were going to be kind of sneaky good this year, but that's beside the point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to tie in this game, well, I mean, real big. If Antonio Gibson and uh, who was the other guy that did really good that ran the ball? Who, Brian Robinson? Yeah, Robinson. Or no, 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 no he got shot. He, he shot. Um, I guess it was just Antonio Gibson. Yeah. They have JD McKissick too, but again, I don't JT, really watch. Uh, JT, this is your. If JD? You're J- no, no, JT. Jonathan oh, Taylor. Jonathan, okay. If, sorry. if you're a Jonathan Taylor owner, this is your week to be like, this is why I picked him. Yeah, that's actually every week, guys. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I like the Colts one. in it. Um, I don't like the spread, if I'm being honest. The Colts honestly looked anemic, especially with Matt Ryan and the 44 and a half. Leonard's uh, coming back this week. I'm going to take the 
the under on that as well. I don't quick, I don't think they score more than 44. Yeah, quick, quick player shout out. Michael Pittman, I think, is going to have a huge day. Dude this looks game. like a boss. If he is priced the same way he was last week in DraftKings, $5,500. Even if he's around like that six to 6,300 mark, he is going to be a staple in my lineup. Write it down. Take a note. Going to be in my squad. Yeah, you guys are definitely How many on, he get, like on the Pittman. Yeah. On the it's crazy. Train. I was... Alec Pierce also has a concussion that, again, is a really important piece. As to I'm ready to drop I'm him. Okay. Even higher. I'm ready to drop him after Alec one Pierce. week. How are you going to, after the game, two days later, tell your coach, oh, I've got a concussion. Oh, he could, Get yeah. out of here, dude. Well, like, you don't want to play. It was it was late symptoms. Yeah, sure. That's what he says. I don't Responsible, it. but it's fine. Uh, okay, moving on to you, Jared. We got the Bucks and the Saints. So the Bucks are visiting the Saints? Correct. Right? Two yep, and a half points. Bucks get two and a half. And then the, sp- the over-under is 44. I'm taking the over on the points for show. I, I just think that's going to be a higher scoring game than last week. And for the Bucks, Godwin is out, correct? Yeah. So Mike Evans is way high, like more level, elevated here in DraftKings. Leonard Fournette also has an injury. So they're going to be running the football a lot or passing the football a lot. Um, Julio. I, wanna, I really want to pick the Saints to win. Then do it. There's nothing to stop I'm, you. I'm picking the Saints. They've won the past four out of five. Go for it. Wrong. The Saints are still a terrible team. They almost lost to the Falcons. I do not but care. They didn't. But they didn't. I uh, said, so, yeah. But I think the picture, the Bucks are going to win this game. I think it's again. I know history shows usually like a nine ten point difference. I don't think it's going to be the case. Three points. But give me the Bucks. Yeah. No, I like the Saints as well. Saints are a good team. They're not a great team. They're a good team. And the Bucks. They still have Tom Brady, but yeah, they weren't that great. The other night, and the Saints definitely have a tougher defense than the Cowboys oh, do. Yeah, it, we'll we'll, t- we'll tell the listeners what the knowledge that we know on this. So the past five games, the point spread on the Buck Saint game has been nine, nine, ten, eleven, nine point spreads going either direction, and four of the past five have been to the Saints. The last one was in the playoffs, and the Bucks won by nine points. Game it's important. Uh, moving to you, who, who did I just do this one with? Me. All right, so uh, AJ, you got the Panthers uh, visiting the Giants. The spread's minus two points, and we're looking at 43 and a half. This one is for the intern. Give me the Giants. Ooh. I I know. It it sounds crazy for me to pick the Giants in in any game, honestly. Uh, But Daniel Jones was actually somewhat effective last week. Kadarius Toney needs to have more than seven snaps. Uh, But I'm going to pick the Giants. I'm going to pick the over, and I'm going to pick the – or, sorry – over the point spread, and then I'm going to take the under as far as, what is it, 30? 43 and a half. Oh, yeah, then even more, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, 10 I to 7 game. After last week, I elevate Dan, Danny Pennies to Danny Nichols. He has yet to make it to the Danny Dime marker. Um, I like the Giants in this game, too. Baker looked inefficient, and he got dirty plays late. Saquon also looked better than Christian McCaffrey, just saying. Saquon looked like a boss. Saquon looked like Saquon Barkley, and it was... And, and Nick Chubb went for 143 Shut yards up. last year. Shut up. I know. Or last week against the Panthers. It's against me. So. Uh, <laughs> these are two awful teams. I'm picking the Giants because they're the home team. It's a pillow fight. Um, I definitely, I will definitely take the spread. It'll definitely be more, be more than two and a half, De- I think. Two points. Two? Yeah, I'll definitely take the spread. spread two points? And then I'm going to take the under, though, for 43 and a half. Yeah. These are anemic teams but but their defenses don't look great no and it could be one of those games though that both teams are so bad that it ends up being like a 32 to 28 game and i would not be shocked but i would have this more of 
like the 1714 game that you're probably expecting. Dude, or I higher. bet it's going to be like weird 1719. It could. Right? Like seven field goals have been kicked between the teams. Just It's just not going to be a fun game. If you have to watch this game, uh, get out Madden and then play Madden for three hours because you'll have more fun. Uh, moving on here, let's talk about the Patriots and the Steelers. So we got the Patriots visiting uh, Pittsburgh. The spread is plus one to, st- to the Steelers, right? Yep, plus yeah, one. Plus one so to the Steelers. Projected to lose by point. Um, and then uh, the spread is forty points. Yeah, I I want to take the under on the the point spread, but I'm taking the Patriots money line. I don't think that Trubisky is going to be able to play. He didn't really even play very well last week. Like, to be honest, neither did Mac Jones, though. Neither. Well, Mac, Mac Jones, Jones was also awful, under awful. pressure yeah. a Back lot. Spasms. He, he was. Uh, you 13, don't think he's going to be under pressure this game? He was without no. TJ Watt. Even uh, even I, with. I don't TJ think Watt, without. I, T, I think TJ Watt was the leader of the defense. I don't think that. I think that Mac Jones and the whole entire Patriots team comes out better because they look like trash last week. And Bill and Robert Kraft are up their booties. I, I think they come out and get that back. I don't remember the last time the Patriots lost back-to-back games. That's fair. And you're also, it was last year. Yeah, and you're also a closet Patriots fan, and we all know it. Uh, but <laughs> sneaky player this year, or this week specifically, Ramondre Stevenson. I think if this is a team where Stefan Tuitt retired, T.J. Watt is out, this could be a sneaky good play for him. Yes, Damian Harris could vulture those touchdowns, but if there are going to be some long passes or, well, technically – run after catch yards for Roderick Stevenson. This is absolutely the game to do it, but I'm going to go with the Steelers. Benry, I got you. I'm for sure going Steelers. I'm not going to pick the Patriots until I see something good yeah. out of them. And yeah, the Steelers offense was awful. And the only reason the Bengals were still in that game, but their defense was dominant. Even without TJ Watt, they have pieces all over the field. I'm going Steelers. And Jalen Warren, put them on your watch list. I've talked about them in previous podcasts, but again, Najee Harris did get hurt in this game. He is expected to play, but it's still a Liz Frank injury. Still another foot injury added on top of it. Just saying, put him on your watch list. You heard it here from AJ. You're welcome. I'm going to take the over, though, on the 40 points. Um, moving on to the Commanders. next game. Commanders. Yeah, I was I'll like, say common. Me, I'll say it took me a minute to figure that out. I was like, cheers, <laughs> spelled common. And you're like, nope. Uh, so the, con- uh, the, the Commanders... They're going to be visiting the Detroit Lions. Uh, they are fa- uh, the Lions are favored by one and a half points. And uh, the spread right now is 49. This is a tricky one. This is definitely a tricky one. Because Washington looked better than I thought. They did. Carson Wentz, four touchdowns. Crazy. And Detroit is better than I... Well, they're actually right where I thought they were, but they had a hiccup going down like 35-17 to the Eagles, yeah. you know, which is a classic Detroit thing. Um but I, I, I can't – I don't think the Lions are going to go 0-2 in their own house. Knock on wood, right? Well, like, that could right. totally happen. Well, I mean, <laughs> it not, could totally I mean happen. it's not unbelievable. Yeah, it's not unbelievable. <laughs> Nick, I love uh, how you said knock on wood, but, you know, hard knocks. Hard knocks on wood, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to go Lions, and I'm not, like, super confident with that. And I will take the over on the 49 points, that's for sure. I'm just going to double up that. I think that's correct. Gosh, it's just such a hard pick. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Lions – I take the spread. I think they win by three. This is crazy. So yeah, far, one and we, a half is that's a weird spread. Yeah, it's we, it's usually well how how Vegas does it. If it's under three points, it's usually well the home team always gets three. So no matter what, the home team if it's an even even game, home team gets three points. If they think that one team is better than the other, they'll lower the points, but they'll take the home team advantage. Mm. So if it's under three points, that means like oh that means they're both kind of really evenly close. And Vegas doesn't really want to lose money, so they're like you pick. Yeah. Uh, moving on here, we got the Seahawks visiting the 49ers. Uh, the, the, the spread is nine and a half 
to the Niners. And um, the over-under is 41 and a half. What do you got, Jared? I got Seattle with the spread. And I got bold. Seattle. I got Seattle with the spread. I don't know about the over-under. I don't like both those teams very much. I think they're both kind of crappy on scoring you points like right now. Um, yeah, I'm taking Seattle with a point spread, and I'm taking the 49ers money line. That's fair. I'll say, give me the Niners. I don't expect them to cover, um, and I would actually still go over with the 41 and a half. Debo Samuel owners. Oh, we're going to go off. Debo, right Debo Debo Debo's got, fantastic. Debo just got better, though. Because, yes. yes, while everyone's going to look at Jeff Wilson and be like, yes, he's going to get these touches, Debo's just going to have more touches. Mm-hmm. That is like the actual story of what's going to happen is Debo is going to go. Yeah, Debo will have like 10 carries on top of his 5 to 10 receptions. Yeah. It's gonna be like, nice. This is going to be a Debo week that you do not want to miss. Uh, I'm picking the 49ers. I think the Seahawks are bad. I think they got lucky against the Broncos. Um, and then I think the Bears got lucky against the 49ers with the weather. Um, obviously, Trey Lance is at this point still early to say, but not the guy that everyone predicted for week one. So maybe he bounces back. I am going to take the Niners. I'm not taking that spread, though. I'm not taking a nine and a half. No, sir. Uh, and then I will take the over for the 41 and a half points. Yeah. Uh, AJ, we got the Falcons visiting the Rams. Rams are favored 10 and a half with 46 and a half over under such a crappy game. I'll say the Rams really did look bad. Uh, but at the same time, the Falcons are bad, but there is one area with the Falcons that they do have a strength in. And it is that secondary AJ Terrell's a monster. Is he going to be glued to Cooper cup all night? I don't think so. I think they're still going to move it around. I am still going to pick the Rams. I'm not going to take the over. Um, I think this is going to be kind of a tighter game than we think it's going to be. Um, and then as far as the actual 10 and a half points, I'd pick the under there as well. You're forgetting one other strength about the Falcons. His name is Cordero. Yes. So yeah, I think, I, mean, I think for, Cord- I think for Cordero, um, he could be a trade piece that you could trade off or trade for the Curd. I- I don't think he's going to do worse than he did last year. I think he might have a small regression, but he's still going to be serviceable as a flex moving forward. Um, I love the Rams in this. I think the Rams bounce back and they just shred like 20 points. Taking the over. I could be wrong. Taking the over at home. Cool. I'll take that. Nick, do you have any uh, ideas on this game? I'm 100% 100 taking the Rams. They're better than you guys think. Uh, They basically kept up with the Bills minus uh, two interceptions at the very, uh, or in the second half, which relatively were a little bit fluky. Um, so I'm definitely taking the Rams. I mean, and I'm going to take the point spread also. I think they went by two touchdowns and absolutely more than 46 and a half points are being scored. Cooper Cup's going to feast. Uh, Allen Robinson's going to get his touchdown. Uh, I bet you Higby gets a touchdown and uh, maybe Cam Akers. Actually, I, I'm going to take I, the Cam Akers. I don't think now. so. I don't think so. I think Daryl Henderson has one or two touchdowns. Uh, maybe one. I, I, I feel like those guys are going to be relatively interchangeable. Um, I don't, honestly, I, I'll tell Terry you one thing. I don't want them. I don't want either one of them on my team. No. Agreed. Uh, moving on here. We got the Texans and the Broncos. Uh, Jared, the battle of essentially some sort of um, horse cow thing. Who do you take here when it comes down to a, a, a stallion versus like a big meaty cow? Well, it's literally a cowboy on a horse. If you think about it, it's a Texan and it's a Bronco. So it's literally just a cowboy on a horse. Well, I'll tell you this. I think I think any sort of wild horse, if you're just a guy walking up on it, the chances of you strapping that horse down without much of supply on the outside, if you will, um, or on the interior of yourself, it makes it hard for you to wrangle that beast. 
So I'm taking the Broncos here. I think they bounce back in a hard Solid way. Analogy right there. I think they bounce back in a hard way here. And um, 10 points is a lot. Uh, the Texans didn't look bad. They looked like they were capable of scoring points, specifically Brandon Cooks, 12 targets, eight catches, 76 yards. He's obviously Davis Mills primary target moving forward and i'm happy i picked him up thank you nick um i'm taking broncos i'm taking the over on the points of 45 i'm taking broncos too um i think uh 10 points is just a huge spread you know i'm taking broncos i'm gonna say they score over 45 points collectively but i am gonna take the under on the 10 points i agree yeah quick uh, moving on here, we got the Cardinals visiting the Las Vegas Raiders. The Raiders are favored by five and a half points, and the overall is over under is 51.5. What you got, Jared? I got the Raiders. I think the Raiders bounce back. Cardinals did not look great. Their secondary looked like poo. Uh, I like the Raiders with the over on the points of the five and a half, and I like the over on the points of 51 and a half. I think both the teams can score, and I think both the teams will score. I think it's a, a good all-around play if you have Raider players and if you have Cardinal players. How did James Conner do, by the way? Not good, honestly. No. He got I a touchdown. He did. Well, yeah, that's what he does. But yeah, as far as effectiveness, again, he was the only person to score. He had, he had well, he had ten carries. He had four receptions and a touchdown. What's the yards on it though? Weak, fifty yards. Yeah, that's not what you want. Weak, but. Moving forward, I think he's utilized touchdown maker or a touchdown breaker. He got 15 last year. That's fair. And Kyler Murray is only known to have these games after a double XP Call of Duty weekend. Which there was last weekend. There isn't one this weekend. There was last weekend. So Kyler's got a good night's sleep. Uh, hasn't been talking on Twitch today. Um, but yeah, still, I think if Roundale more plays, I think it, they could be more effective again. They had one wide receiver essentially last week. Uh, but no, Raiders over, over. I'm taking the Raiders. I just feel like they have to win. Even though it's only week two, I feel like they like have to win to kind of keep up with yeah. their, uh, their division. Uh, and then the Cardinals, they're just... They're, they're, they're missing so many pieces, and Kyler is Kyler, so we'll see. Uh, moving on, we got the Bengals versus the Cowboys uh, in Dallas. For some reason, is this telling me Dallas is favored by eight points? No. Bengals are favored by eight points. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, Cowboys are minus. Eight. I was going to say that is crazy to me. Um, the over-under is 42. I'm taking the Bengals for sure. I mean, without question, yeah, Cooper Rush, you're not good. You're not. On top of that, they have line issues. Jason Peters is terrible. Zeke didn't play well. Tony Pollard is still never going to be used effectively within a Mike McCarthy offense. The defense is going to be a defense. Unless they get turnovers, who cares? They're going to lose this game. Go Bengals. Go Joe Burrow. Just honestly, the Cowboys suck, and it's great. Um, yeah, I think Micah Parsons, he left FS1. He was supposed to join FS1 on Tuesday as moving forward with uh, Skip Bayless. And Shannon Sharp left it because he wanted to be a leader for the team, which is interesting. Micah Parsons looked great uh, against Tom Brady, two sacks. He's going for that sack record. If he doesn't get 15 this year, it's going to be a sad sight, but I expect him to at least get 20. Did you see Micah Parsons complaining on Twitter? With Leonard Fournette? Yes. Yeah, the two of them just kind of barking back and forth. Von Miller even was just like, we need to stop this. Yeah, I mean, if, if you're coming in like that, it's the running back's job to michael was just you. so salty oh he was but did you see what what leonard fournette sent back just the michael the crying michael jordan in the yeah ring. that was hilarious hilarious yeah. i'll say as far as gift work 
You got him. <laughs> yeah, that was really Lenny good. Lenny won. Lenny won that little. But yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm taking the Bengals over on the spread. Eight, eight points is too low. I think they win by 13. Um, I'm definitely taking the points just due to the fact that Cowboys actually... I might take, I mean, shoot, Bengals might score 42 points. Oh, yeah. Honestly, Jerry World's going to be half empty by halftime. So now that we're almost done with this, I can't help but notice you like forgot a game, Jared. Oh, I noticed it earlier. I was going to wait for it. <laughs> we got two games left on this sheet, but there's actually three games left. We got the oh, Bears visiting. It. We got the oh, Bears yeah. visiting. Yeah, I must have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> we got the Bears visiting the Packers. Packers are favored by 10 points. And uh, the, the over-under is 42. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm taking the over alone. Uh, I'm sure that the Bears are actually going to be better than the Packers are expecting. Uh, but I'm still – I just it's hard to envision Rodgers going 0-2. Supposed but to if he again. does, supposed I, cannot, to again. I cannot wait to hear what everyone has to say if they do go on to, but I'm going to take the Packers. I'm taking the Packers. I'm taking the the points and the spread. I think the Packers bounce back. Lazard is back. Lazard is going to be great this week. So you say. Bears or Packers, AJ? Packers. All right. So we got the Titans visiting the Bills. Uh, the Bills are favored by 10 points. The over-under is 48 and a half. I'm going to take the over on this. For sure. It's Monday night. Bills. Monday night football. No. One oh, of yeah, it is one, one of Monday them. night games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is two. Oh, yeah. You forgot obviously about forgot about the second one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Give me the Bills. Uh, this could be, you know, minus 100. I don't think it cares. Bills, <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're going to absolutely wreck the Titans. Uh, and with the, the addition of Von Miller, yes, he's not going to be a perfect cover for Derrick Henry. But that defense was monumental. This game is going to be sick. But it's going to be a blowout early. So make sure to stay tuned uh, for the later night game. Because that game will definitely be better. So for the Titans, have you guys pretty much left all of their wide receivers and tight ends for dead? Yeah, 100%. I did just drop uh, Nick Kingy Westbrook off for Dontrell Hilliard. Um, I'm not totally leaving him for dead yet, but if they don't show something this week, then yes. I'll say that. Um, let's move on to this last game here. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm taking the bills, obviously. Um one last game, last game of the week. Best game. A lot of narratives in this game, which is maybe the best part. Uh, so we do have the Eagle or uh, the, the Vikings visiting the Eagles in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that game. Lots yeah, of stats did. going on okay. here. Obviously, the AJ-Nick rivalry is going to be very strong with this one. Um, the Eagles are favored by two and a half points. Uh, what is the over-under list? Do we know? It's probably like 70, 80, 90 points, the over-under. Might as well right I would now. take the over. Oh, I would. Honestly, it's going to be an absolute shootout. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, in reality, uh, it, it's super hard to pick. Um, I'm going to go with the Vikings. Uh, number one, because I'm a homer, right? I don't want to lose to AJ. Uh, what's the over-under? Two, that's two and a half point spread for the Eagles. Well, yeah, we know yeah, that. Yeah, we know that. The over-under? We're over-under. Oh, okay. That's what, what you were supposed to be looking so at. So I'm taking the Vikings. 15 and a half. So Kirk Cousins in his last five meetings in Philadelphia is actually four and one against the Eagles. He plays really well. I don't know what it is, but Kirk plays really well against your two teams. And I yeah. think that's part of the reason why I like him so much. Cause it's like, <laughs> I get like suckered in. Yeah. Cause I watch these games so intently and I'm like, see, he can do it. And then we play Cooper rush against Dallas. And it's, it's just like awful. Um, anyway, so I'm gonna take the Vikings here and, um, I think it's going to be a close one. I'll say that. Whatever the spread is, what is that? Two and a half? Two and a half. Gosh. It's a field goal. I mean, that's, that is that, a field that's goal. what it is. I'll take the over on it because I do think it it's will be, be more. Th- yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, and the best bets of the game for if you're going to play a prop bet, Kirk Cousins has hit a t- touchdown pass 
over his less over his last seven away games. Oh, he's for sure hitting a touchdown pass. Oh yeah, I honestly I would bet the one plus. Honestly, I'm I'm gonna guess his prop bet's probably at least one plus. I think it's one, it's one and a half. Oh yeah, I would take. I take the over. I would take that all day. Okay. And the best for the Eagles is Miles Sanders has hit carries under or seven of his last nine games. So he's hit the under for his carries in the last seven of nine games. I would take the under for that. So his carry his carries are probably 17 and a half carries or yeah. 14 and a half carries. I'll say it doesn't honestly whatever Jalen Hurts is rushing touchdown is honestly I will take that. I'll say that one's easy. Obviously, I'm gonna switch to my side. Yes, obviously, for the same reasons, I'm also gonna pick the Eagles. This is going to be a game. It I is would, a good I one. This is a real test for both I would teams. absolutely take the over with, with a 50. I think this is going to be you know, a 24, uh, 28, 28, 31 type of game. Um, it really is going to come down to can we contain Justin Jefferson? That's where my, my big issue lies. Well, like, the answer to that is, is no. Is no, but we're going to have to play cover two, cover three, and obviously uh, you know, actually throw in some stunts, and that's where I have issues picking this game because I don't believe in Jonathan Gannon. I don't think he's a very good defensive coordinator. I really don't. But if our team shows up, the defense shows out, if our no fans Barnett, show that's up. That's huge. That's a I, huge loss. This is going to be a huge game. Honestly, it's like that, you know, that little kid looking in that old woman's face and just like, go birds. And that's <laughs> going to be my mentality moving until this entire week. And we get the late Monday night game and this random rivalry that started four years ago, five years ago now. We're getting old, uh, but I'd love to see it. I'm going to go birds. I'm going to go with Jalen Hurts. A.J. Brown, help yourself a day. Another 10 receptions, you know, 300 yards. Why not? Another fun fact why I think you should pick the Vikings, guys. Uh, yes, the Eagles beat the Vikings in the FC Championship game, but they have not beat the Vikings since. So we only win yeah, when it matters. We'll see. Got we'll, it. see. we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the... Two and a half points, right, to the Eagles? Yeah. I'm taking the Eagles spread. I think the Eagles win by th- three to four points. Yeah. Yeah, well, you need that. Nick, <laughs> you're right. We do need that. I say he's making sure the fans know why he thinks it's going to be a good bet. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Let's take a little break. Come back with our flexi action and then get the listeners out of here. You guys know the drill. couple seconds for you, a couple minutes for us. L- we'll be back. L-E-X-Y. Flexi. 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 Thank you for sticking around, everybody. We are going to get flexy. And uh, before we jump into this, this is just a disclaimer. It's week two. Start your starters. Don't get cute. Honestly, I would probably submit the same lineup you put in week one unless you had an injury. Um, We don't really know who are the good players yet. Yeah. No, honestly, I would still still play Allen Robinson this week. Um, The only person I would not play would probably be... Cam Akers, just because of the lack of touches, that's kind of spooky, right? Um, but that being said, I could totally see this one being that Cam Akers show, and all of a sudden, Daryl Henderson gets two, three carries. That being said, let's jump into Flexi. I'm taking running backs. AJ's taking wide receivers. And Jared, of course, is taking tight ends. And he's got a special pick for you as well. Um, so let's just jump into it. I'll start with running backs. Uh, the Flexi running back that I like this week is James Robinson. I think everyone kind of wrote him off with uh, his history the last couple of years of being doubted by the coaching staffs. And then knowing that Travis Etienne is um, Lawrence's college guy, right? And he did show up. Like, uh, like let's not act like... Etienne did not get touches or passes, but James Robinson did look stout and they were giving him carries. So I think he's my uh, flexi for this week for running backs. No. Uh, yeah. I think it's a great choice. Uh, I'm going to kick it off with wide receivers. I'm going to go Curtis Samuel. He was a huge, 
huge, um, I guess, waiver wire ad this week. Um, I, it turns out, I say, I didn't pay attention to this. I'll be honest. I kind of wrote them off. But Carson Wentz has been glowing about Curtis Samuel the past couple of weeks. I think that makes this a huge pick this week. Yes, Terry McLaurin is going to be there. Yes, Jahan Dawson just had two touchdowns. And again, I called it. I think he's going to be a good player this year. And I think that's going to make that three-headed monster at wide receiver a little bit more confusing. But again, I'm going to stick with Curtis Samuel. I think he's going to be, again, kind of that wide receiver one, not within the team, but the way they use him, kind of the gadget plays. I think he's going to be a guy in your flex this week who could absolutely produce a, you know, maybe 80 yards and a touchdown. And, you know, add sprinkle on a couple rushing yards too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, my tight end flexi flexi of the week. I don't think I've ever been so confident about a tight end since Gasecki went off in 2020 or 2021. Gerald Everett is going to be duh. He's going to be awesome, man. He's going to be great. Um, <laughs> I just I think that if if Herbert can transform Gerald Everett into what Gerald Everett should be, he could be a top seven tight end in this league by the end of the year. No Parham this year, uh, this week. No Keenan Allen. They're going to need to score points. I'm expecting Gerald Everett to have at least six targets and a touchdown this week. And moving forward, he's going to produce like Jared Cook did. He's going to produce better than Hunter Henry did with Herbert in this offense. I just think Gerald Everett is a steal right now if you can pick him up. He's a stash and play player, especially for how low tight ends we are in this league that will actually produce for you. Uh, my second running back flexi pick of the week. I'm actually going to throw back to last year. I was talking this guy up all year and I actually watched him play and I believe he is a very good running back. Uh, that's going to be Michael Carter. Uh, now I was pushing Brees Hall because he was the number one dra- or running back taken in the draft, has a lot of talent himself. But if I'm being 100% truly honest, I have not watched very much tape on Brees Hall other than his college highlight video. So I knew how good he was there, but at the same time, that's not to discredit Michael Carter, who is also a baller. Uh, he ended up being the running back to have last week. Uh, he had like 10 carries for 60 yards or so averaging six yard a carry. That's great. And he also uh, had four receptions off like six targets in the past game. I imagine the Jets are going to be playing from behind again, even though they're playing against the Cleveland Browns. Michael Carter is my second guy to pick. I, I think he would be a solid flexi spot for you to get you double digit points. No, honestly, I agree with all of it. Uh, my second pick, I'm actually going to ride off Jared's a little bit here too, looking at the Chargers. With Keenan Allen out, you got to look to Josh Palmer. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Mike Williams did not have the game that most of us thought he was going to last week. Actually, DeAndre Carter ended up being that guy. And if I want to go deep, if you need, let's say you had a bunch of injuries. Chris Godwin is not coming back like we thought he was. DeAndre Carter could be a really deep 14-16 team play. Uh, but otherwise, I'm going to look at Josh Palmer. Probably already picked up, but he could be a guy to start this week, uh, given that maybe Herbert just has to throw the ball. Maybe the Chiefs get off to a really good start, or they're just trying to keep up. Again, Josh Palmer, probably looking at 60 yards and a touchdown, should be a starter this week outside of, again, your starters. Well, and you know what's cool about Josh Palmer last week is he got a rushing attempt as well. He was targeted oh. four times. He only had five yards on four targets. So he's getting that check down play, but also has that deep ball threat that he had last year. I think he's a really good complement between Keenan Allen and Mike Williams that are out there right now that he could be a plug and play right now and could be a flex. Yeah. For show. That's why we're doing flexies. Flexies. <laughs> uh, I'm going to bring it up a little bit deeper here because you know how we like it deep around here. Obviously. Kickers. Boom. Sometimes kickers can win you a fantasy football or lose. week or lose, right? 
Sometimes you get one point. Sometimes you get 15. I'm going to go back to back here to make it fast. I'm looking at the NFC South kickers right now. I'm looking at Lutz, and I'm looking at Suckup. Suckup had five attempts last week. I think with Tom Brady at the helm, they didn't look like they could drive into the end zone for some reason. Maybe it's Brian Leftwich calling the plays. I'm not quite sure. But Suckup looked great, rostered in 25% leagues. And Lutz, rostered in 5%. And Jameis can sling the ball as long as he doesn't have back spasms. You guys got anything else? Any other flexies? Um, I'll do one more. Uh, again, Christian Kirk. Honestly, I had some he's faith. He's a flexy. In, dude, he's absolutely still a flexy. He should not be your wide receiver too right now. No. I mean, at least to me. So, again, if you're looking at these players, and this is a, a conundrum that I have, looking at Christian Kirk, he's going to be targeted. The Colts are going to be up in this game. And, yes, the Colts do have a pretty good defense. Christian Kirk, uh, I think he had five catches on, on eight targets last week. For 117 yards, that's going to be efficient. And yes, James Robinson, Travis Etienne are going to get their touches as well. But when Trevor Lawrence is going to drop back, he's going to look at a guy. It's going to be Christian Kirk. Again, flexy as hell. That's it. I'm good. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, thanks for sticking around, guys. We really appreciate it. We hope this helps you. Good luck in your fantasy games this week. Um, good luck if you're doing the gambling stuff. And uh, we'll be back next Wednesday with another edition of the 4th and 3 Podcast. This is Nick signing off. AJ, peace. Jared, adios. On 4th and 3. Yeah.